What's up, fam? Welcome back to the podcast. It's your boy, J to the R. And you are listening to Making Music with J to the R. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the podcast. Today's podcast is, is going to be a little bit special. The reason why is I decided to start this kind of um, this series, I guess you could call it, where I will be interviewing YouTube producers that are that are successful on YouTube. And this particular producer that I'm going to be interviewing today, he just started his his YouTube page. So this is going to be a little bit out of the norm. But the reason why I wanted to interview him was because the way he handles his business, his his web page is in order, his store is in order, his YouTube page is in order, and he's already getting views and his beats sound good. So sometimes you got to be on the cuff of a situation. You don't want to be that person out talking about Oh, yeah, man, I almost, I was going to interview him. No, man, real players jump on the chance to interview someone before they made it. So in this particular uh, producer that we're going to be having on here today, he goes by the name of Easy to Knock, and his beats do knock, that's for sure. And I'm going to give you an example of one of his beats that you can find on his YouTube page right now. Easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready for that. That's your boy, Easy to Knock. If you want that beat, go to his YouTube page. He got all his contact info there. If you want to hear the whole beat, go to his YouTube page, Easy to Knock. Look him up. So the way that the interview is going to work is I provided him with a list of questions and he answered those questions and sent me back the recorded version. So let's dive right into that interview and let's see what he had to say. So the first question is, how long have you been making beats? So I've been producing for about four years, um, started with EDM, and now just about three or four months ago is when I actually started making beats. Cool, cool. So to piggyback off that question, how did you get started making beats? Probably over a decade ago now, I had a FL Studio on my computer. It was a cracked version, and it was called Fruity Loops at the time. Um, and didn't and I didn't really have like the patience or the will to like I didn't want to learn it. I don't think so. I I just ended up getting it from a friend or something. But I probably opened it about two times, made a couple of drum patterns, um, or even just laid a couple of kicks down and was bored of it and got off. But <laughs> 
about four years ago, maybe getting close to five years ago, maybe um, my brother actually, I, well, I was trying to be a, a rap artist at the time. I was trying to be a rapper and I remember we had purchased a beat for me from someone for $200. Um, it was an exclusive at the time. And I rem I didn't know anything about licensing. So I remember thinking like, man, it's going to be expensive if I'm trying to buy beats all the time at $200 plus a pop, you know? So he actually ended up going to his first rave and wanted to start producing electronic music. And um, <clears throat> once he... Once he started doing that, I was like, man, you can start making beats for me as well. So, you know, after a while, he ended up taking me to my first rave. I ended up wanting to start producing electronic music with him. And yeah, so we both started doing that. And then um, I would say within the last three to four months, I started to um, create beats and then I got my beat store going uh, started looking into marketing looking into different things as far as the beat game goes and yeah that's pretty much how I got into it and where I'm at as of today I think it's cool that you asked that you said that you actually started looking into marketing that's something that people don't like to do because it's not the fun part but it's something that you definitely have to do if you want to sell some beats so tell us what gear do you use to make beats so i work inside of ableton live um just the doll that i i learned and i love using and i know inside and out um i'm actually on pc i built a pc recently i was working on this pc that kept crashing on me so finally, I was able to upgrade, uh, which, you know, I'm very stoked about. I did get a, uh, I do have a Akai MPK Mini, which is um, my MIDI controller, but I do, I did recently upgrade it. But if I ever, you know, get a laptop and I'm on the road, I'm going to definitely be using that Akai um, for my travel MIDI keyboard. My uh, main keyboard that I just upgraded to is the Arturia Keylab 49 Essential. Um, this thing has been awesome for me so far. Um, you know, let's knock on wood, but so far I haven't had any problems with it. Um, I wanted something bigger so I could actually learn how to play, um, keyboard or piano and actually, you know, be able to practice it without having to press a button to change octaves, uh, on that mini one. But, you know, the Akai does his job. It gets the, it gets the job done. Don't get me wrong. And it, it's a solid, uh, MIDI keyboard. If you're, if you're looking for something on the low end and don't need something bigger, of course. Um, the interface that I have is, uh, Focusrite Scarlett 2i2. And that's what I have. That's what I'm recording this with. And also, my microphone is a Newman or Nauman. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's the TLM 102. And I also have a Bluetooth V2 by PreSonus. Um, that's a preamp, but I actually don't don't use that for recording vocals. I only use that for like guitars um, or instruments because it does add some warmth. And on vocals, it's kind of unwanted, or at least. For for my taste, I just don't I don't like the sound of it on my vocals. So, 
And then, let's see, for my studio monitors, my speakers, I have the KRK Rocket 5s, which honestly, I mean, they do, and you can get used to them, but I've I've heard, you know, that they produce a lot more bass because the bass, the, the port's on the front, um, so you can kind of throw your bass off as far as mixing on them. They're not very great, but, um, you know, I have uh, also Audio-Technica, uh, what are they? The ATH MX or M50Xs, the headphones. So I cross reference between uh, the monitors and the headphones, as well as like, you know, I have another set of speakers in my living room I go out and check on, as well as my phone and, you know, my car and things like that. So you just want to reference your mixes on, on different uh, th- uh, sets of speakers. And so, yeah, that's kind of what I do. And you kind of learn where you're what your monitor sound like after a while anyway but you're 100% correct I use the Rocket 5s too they got that little 5 inch woofers so you're not gonna hear the low end probably like it should but hey like you said if you're monitoring it on multiple systems you will eventually learn those speakers and you can account for the sounds that you're not hearing but you gotta monitor it on various different I mean you gotta reference it on various different sound system car headphones mp3 files CDs you name it, living room, anything. So being that we now living in an in age of VSTs, not very many people still use hardware synths. What is your favorite VST? So I have a lot of, you know, VSTs that I use, um, but I'd have to hands down go with Serum as my favorite. Uh, it's my go-to synth. And I'm not a wizard at sound designing, but if you give me enough time, I can figure out how to make probably almost any sound inside of serum because i know where everything is in there i know how things work um yeah so definitely serum if i only had one vst i could use cool cool and what style of beats do you find yourself making the most um i'd have to say trap i do uh enjoy making more emotional style beats with you know maybe a pretty guitar or or some piano or something but uh, it really depends on my mood, I guess, but I'd say my go-to is usually trap. Trap beats is probably the my go-to as well. It just seems like I just ha- right now I have the most fun doing trap beats, so I totally understand that. So explain your production process. Everybody has their own way of doing certain things. What is yours? So I think most of the time I start with an 808, and I'll get a nice melody going with the 808. And then I kind of fill in the instruments around it. But that's not to say I never start with, you know, playing piano or, you know, getting a nice guitar loop in there um, and then, you know, chopping that up or um, it, it really depends, I guess, on my mood. But lately I've been starting more with the bass. And I, I know that a lot of people criticize, um, you know, other producers that use loops or use samples but i'm not afraid to use them i think that they're there to be used and i think that they can you know inspire a lot of creativity uh so i'll I'll take a sample and i'll build off of it chop it up or even if i use the sample and don't chop it up the way that i put effects on it usually will will kind of twist it up a bit or um i'll put you know little things around it that make it sound different it really depends, but I don't think anyone should feel ashamed if they're not into the whole sound design um, aspect of things, which I actually am. That's one of my favorite things to do is sound design, but 
I'm not afraid to use samples and loops and things, and I don't think anyone should be criticized for that, but that's just me, my opinion. You know, I agree with you because if you think about it, hip-hop was founded on samples. Everybody used samples. They didn't have the type of equipment and and, and, uh, synthesizers and stuff and VSTs that we used. So if you can, I mean, shout out to anybody who still uses samples in their music and really learning the art form of flipping them. Because that is that is an art form in itself, especially if you if you want to try to avoid having to try to clear samples. So right now, at this moment, how many finished beats do you have on your hard drive right now? Uh, to be honest, uh, the only ones I have on my hard drive are the ones that I've released on my website. Because uh, when I started making beats about three or four months ago, I was just putting them out. And I figured, you know, content is content. And I'll start you know, tweak, making small tweaks as I go with people's feedback, but not only people's feedback from what I hear when I go back and listen to them. Um, so I was putting them, I've been putting them out since I started making them um, and really just kind of making tweaks and changes as I hear them um, from beat to beat. But like I said, I've been producing for about four years. So I have songs uh, as far as like the EDM and in pop and stuff like that on my hard drive i mean hundreds of those but none of them none of them that i'm releasing and none of them were beats per se cool cool so tell me this so when you start making a beat and you're not feeling it do you trash it or do you go ahead and finish it um depends man i mean really i sometimes i will you know, I, I usually trash it, if I'm being honest. Um, I know people say to get through it, but if you're not feeling it and the vibe's not there, I think usually it's good to just, for me at least, I've found to just switch to something new. Um, for me, pushing, trying to push through only gets me, you know, even further um, into like a a rut, I guess. So... Yeah, I mean, if I'm not feeling it, I'll trash it, or I'll go back to another beat that I have already that I already had started, um, and try to work on that one. If if I have any other ones that I'm I'm working on at the time, because you know I, sometimes I like to have multiple uh, beats going at at one time. That way I can switch between them and not always be focusing on one because it can kind of if you get stuck, it can kind of be nice to go to something else. And you, you're almost more inspired when you're going back to the one that you were stuck on before, if that makes sense. Maybe I explained that weird. But yeah, I just I just shuffle between projects. Um, if I'm really stuck and just don't feel like producing at all, um, as far as like actually structuring things out, then what I'll do is some sound design or I'll organize my folders. Um, or I'll go watch inspirational videos or go for a walk or do something other than production if I'm really not into it. But I try to do something that has to do with, you know, uh, bettering my, myself and kind of forwarding my career. So, yeah. Yeah, that actually makes sense because a lot of times we can get in a rut and won't even know it, and we just keep pounding out, and then all of a sudden it's like, I don't want to do this no more, and you just stop. Well, a lot of times, all we need to do is just take a break, focus on something else, because you will get in that rut the way you don't feel like making beats, or you will force it, and then everything sounds like trash, or you're just not feeling it. It could be a good beat, but you're just not feeling it because you're in a rut. You got to take a step back, do something else, just like you said. So how many beats do you make per week? 
Um, I try to do about a beat per day. So some days, you know, things come up or I'm not able to finish one. So I, you know, skip a day or so, but I try to do at least one a day. And usually it's around four or five a week. So your YouTube channel is fairly new. What motivated you to start a YouTube channel? Um, I think it's probably because, you know, that's where I would go to find beats when I was, uh, you know, rapping. And also, even to this day, when I'm with my, my buddies, you know, if we're drinking or just chilling, uh, we're sometimes we'll still go to YouTube, pull up a, a beat and, you know, freestyle with each other. Um, I was just doing that last week, actually, with my, with my boys. So I would say, yeah, that's probably... Uh, the reason why I, when I started to sell beats, I was like, well, I got to put them on YouTube because that's how I used to find them. You know what I mean? Yeah, YouTube seemed like it's definitely the place to be for um, for making beats. You know, I wouldn't necessarily use it as the end all be all, but it's definitely, you definitely want your beats on YouTube because people do go on YouTube. My son, he gets all of his beats from YouTube. Don't like my beats for some reason, but that's a whole nother subject. So how many beats do you upload a week to YouTube? Um, I try to do one per day. Um, like I said, I, I'm posting every beat that I make and just making small tweaks along the way uh, with people's feedback as well as, you know, things I hear to kind of improve as I go. Um, I don't always get a beat done every day. So, you know, it's not consistently um, a beat every day, but I do try to. Uh, I'd say probably four or five per week if I'm on schedule and if I'm doing everything the way that I, you know, plan to. Um, but things come up. Also, when I'm when I'm posting, uh, you know, I try to post at the same time every day because I heard I don't remember from who, but I heard that it's a good thing to stay consistent with the time you're uploading. So I do eleven fifteen a.m. every day. Um, or when I post beats, if I miss a day. Um, and I also try to have some sort of similarity in the title um, so that, you know, YouTube's algorithm will say, you know, this keyword, oh, easy to knock always has this keyword in his title. So if anyone searches that keyword, let's throw his channel at it first because he makes the most videos for that. So, I don't know if that makes sense, but I think having some sort of consistency in your titles of your videos, and maybe this is mainly for beats because if you're doing like vlogging or cooking videos or I don't know, any other type of video, it may be kind of weird to have some sort of keyword in your title. I don't know. That's just something I heard and, you know, I've been doing it. Um, and then consistency as far as how many days per week. And as well as consistency with the time that you're doing, like setting the uploads for. You know, you're 100% right. Keywords and consistency. On my YouTube channel, I do a lot of tutorials or whatnot. At first, I was doing a lot of tutorials on uh, on Fruity Loops. I don't say a lot, but I wouldn't get no traction with those. Wasn't even showing up in the searches. Then I started using Cubase more and I started using uh, Cubase in the title and started using Cubase keywords now on the first page my videos show up probably about man i probably got about six seven if you type in cubase elements probably about six or seven videos that show up 
in my uh on the search page which is good so yeah you got to use those keywords that nobody else is using that's not as competitive if you use fl studio that's extremely competitive if you use drake type beat that's extremely competitive if you use migos type beat that's extremely competitive eventually you may get there with consistency but um yeah you're right keyboard keyword choice is definitely important and as well as consistency so what else do you do to promote your production currently i'm actually not doing anything else um i wanted to kind of build a bigger beat library before i started uh, putting any money into advertising or promotion at all um i did try five dollars or so on beat stars as far as like uh profile uh promotion but and it did get me a lot of followers. I don't know if that does anything on there. Like, yeah, you get a lot of followers, but I don't know if it's actually like none of them really engage except for likes. Um, so I'm not sure if it's really worth it, but I'd like to try putting some more money into it um, in the future. I just want to, you know, get a, a bigger library of beats before I start putting any money into um, Instagram ads or anything like that. So that's what I'm waiting on. Uh, hopefully here within the next few months, I'll start, you know, trying to amp up the the marketing and promotion and seeing kind of where that goes. But yeah. And the thing about it too, is there's so many avenues out there where you can promote your music for free. Um, listen to, um, pull up some Gary V podcast or YouTube pages. There's a lot of information that he provides to where you can do a lot of promotion for absolutely free absolutely free then like you said you get to that point to where you're ready to drop that bread then you drop the bread and that'll get you some boost quick quicker or it will just be supporting your efforts that you've already done so in an average week how much time would you say you spend making beats uh i probably spend about four to twelve hours per day and that's like seven days per week um and that's most weeks. I'd say every once in a while I'll take a day off and that's if I'm like going out of town or something. Um, but even with my nine to five, I'll work, you know, at least four hours usually uh, after work on beats and production. And if it's not in the DAW, like I said, it's something with, you know, my beats. But Cool, cool. So how much time would you say you spend a week marketing your business? Currently, I'm not spending any time actually marketing, but uh, I do look up a lot of uh, marketing techniques and watch marketing tutorials or listen to podcasts in regards to business and business marketing and things like things like that. So I would definitely say a few hours per day, but I guess that kind of depends on the day as well. So do you feel like the market is now oversaturated? And if you do, what do you do to stand out? You know, I think about this every day and I was kind of, uh, you know, worried about this going into, you know, selling beats and starting to sell beats in the first place. Um, but I think that as long as there's rap artists, um, people that want to be rappers, they there will always be a market for this. Um, and if you can find a way to stand out, whether that's um, within your sound or the way that you're marketing or, you know, um, maybe your pricing. I, I don't exactly know if you can find a unique way to stand out, then I think 
I think you'll be able, you'll be okay, and you'll you'll be able to make a career out of it, or at least get some extra income on the side if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I agree with you. You got to stand out with your sound, or you got to stand out with your marketing. And in order to stand out with your marketing, marketing that means you got to spend more time doing the things that people don't want to do. Because a lot of times producers, they just want to make beats. They don't want to sit there and grind for four or five hours on the internet or making phone calls or whatnot. So if the average producer is grinding two hours with his marketing, then the other producer who really want to be successful, they have to grind eight hours. You know what I'm saying? Take out a whole day out of the week grinding. I think that will be the determining factor. Because at the end of the day, the more... The more somebody see your name, hear your beats, hear your name, they will automatically start to think that this guy's the shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, marketing will play a big part of it and how much effort a producer puts into that. And what is your biggest accomplishment when it comes to music production? Um, I'd have to say the proudest moment and biggest accomplishment I had so far would be releasing our first EP, um, my brother and I, when we when we created our first EP and get finally getting that out after spending months and and you know so much time and effort putting putting it together and finding vocalists, writing lyrics, and all that, uh, yeah, that was probably my favorite moment so far that I've had and proudest and biggest accomplishment. Um, you know, hopefully there are more to come. Uh, very soon definitely definitely you keep grinding they definitely gonna come and what would you say has has been your biggest roadblock when it comes to selling beats well i'd probably say uh trying or you know allowing myself not to be a perfectionist and um kind of being able to let go and just and just get stuff out and be um consistent with getting things out and not uh dwelling on on each single beat um consistently like i I remember and i still do it sometimes but you know i'll take days on certain things and realize that i'm just getting nowhere by sitting on it and i need to just get it done and move on sometimes i think that by doing it over and over um you kind of you kind of learn to to tweak things as you go and each song try to improve something different i've heard people try to improve one thing per song so every song or every beat you you improve um at least one thing or um yeah i mean i just think that sitting on things for too long you end up in this rut and sometimes it can be discouraging like um if you don't get anything out in in a very long time because you're scared to put things out or you're being too much of a perfectionist like after a while, it starts um, turning into like depression because you're like, man, why can't I get anything out? But you don't realize you're you're uh, just overthinking everything or just trying way too hard. That's true. That's like um, like back in the day when I was selling beats at my recording studio and whatnot. Man, I'd have beats and I, that I'd be playing for people, and I'd be like, oh man, I ain't got nothing but a bunch of trash beats. That very beat that I thought was trash ended up being the one that, that got sold that night. It's crazy. So, you know, sometimes, like you said, sometimes you just got to put it out there because what you may not like, somebody else may love. 
Now, we all know this game can be hard. It can be very time-consuming, and it takes a while for you to see, to, for you to reap any fruit of your labor. Labor. So tell me, what what motivates you to keep grinding every day? Um, well, first and foremost, I'd say probably, uh, you know, my love for music, um, of course, and making, creating music and creating something out of nothing. But I think that the thing that kind of drills in my head every day and, and pushes me to actually, you know, sit down even on days that I'm, I'm really just not feeling it and still work on something, whether it's actually in the dark or not, I think what drives that is just trying to get out of, of a nine to five, man. I just really do not enjoy um, working for somebody else. And I want to be able to uh, do what I love uh, as a as a living, you know, and as my career. And you know, uh, I just I don't know how to describe how, how much I, I dislike nine to five. <laughs> like I've had probably 25 jobs, I think, um, in my you know, since I was 16 or whenever you can start working and I'm 29 now. So yeah, I'd say that's probably what drives me every day is like, man, you can get out of this and you can, you know, do your own thing and have the freedom of of doing what you love and, and, you know, being successful. Cause to me, that's really what success is, is not having to, to work for somebody else. Um, I don't need to be rich or or famous or anything. I just want to be able to support myself and live comfortably and and happy doing what I love on my own terms. You know what I mean? Man, I know exactly what you mean. Back in the day when I had my recording studio and I was trying to talk myself out of it, I was afraid, never was making move, overthought it, and finally I just said, fuck it, placed a $25 ad in the back of a, of a, in the classifieds of a local entertainment type newspaper store call call start uh coming in next thing you know i'm recording um uh, people from laos i'm recording music i don't even understand i'm getting clients i'm i'm recording country music hip-hop it is nothing like the feeling of doing stuff on your own terms making money on your own terms there's nothing like it i've been chasing that feel, that damn feeling ever since now, if you could pick the brain of one producer, who would it be and why? Um, I'd probably choose Superstar O. Uh, I've been chilling in his Twitch.tv streams lately, his live streams, and just seems like a really cool dude, man. And, you know, uh, really smart, understands the marketing and business really well. Uh, I mean, that's why he is where he is. And, yeah, I just think that it would be cool to learn from him and and his personality seems really down to earth and really, uh, really chill and vibey. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'd probably choose him. That's awesome. That's awesome. So the last question, how can artists get in contact with you for beats? So the best way would be, uh, just going to my website, which is just easy to knock.com. Uh, or you can hit me up on Instagram in the DMs. You know, I'm I'm always checking my DMs on Instagram as well, and that's just at Easy to Knock. Um, and if you so, I have you know all the beats that I'm releasing on my website. But if you want something custom, uh, you can either hit me up on Instagram or there is a tab under uh, that says Services on my website. If you click on there, there's a little spot that says custom beats click on that and then you can get in contact with me that way so 
Y'all heard it. Y'all heard how you can get some of them fire-ass beats from my boy Easy to Knock. Man, I appreciate you taking the time to do this interview. Uh, everybody know time is short. Time is important. That's the only thing that we can't afford to get back. So I appreciate you taking the time to do the interview. Hopefully someone will listen to what you said and and find some jewels in it. I know I definitely enjoyed uh, the whole process of interviewing you with the questions and whatnot. So anyway, if y'all need some beats, hit up your boy Easy to Knock. And also, if you want to be featured on this particular series of Ask a Producer, hmm, that's a good name. I may keep that. Anyway, if you want to be featured, hit me up on, on Instagram. That's probably the easiest way. Or you can hit me up at uh, jtutter12 at gmail.com. My Instagram is jtutter underscore r. Check out the YouTube channel, my website, jtutter.com. You can hit me up there. All of that should be in the description of this podcast. But anyway, thank y'all for listening. We're going to have somebody else for you, and we're going to keep grinding out these podcasts. This your boy, J to the R. Peace.